Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in to Balloon Party. DBA, Tim and Boy. DBA, Our Town. DBA, Honesty of Media. That's right. That's kind of self-indulgent. The latter. The last. The latter, nurse. It's 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. St. Gabriel's class of 1990. St. Louis University High School class of 1994. University of Missouri Journalism School TBD. All right. Still coming. That's right. Uh, standing across from me, Action Jackson, wearing his best fans in baseball hoodie, available at TMASTLshop.com. And you are one of the best fans in baseball. Yeah, if not the best. Yeah, I thought you kind of felt that way. <laughs> Nobody was more excited about Skip Schumacher's return. Yeah, Aaron Miles. I mean, Stubby Clapp is already part of the staff. Skip Schumacher. You just want Aaron Miles and Bo Hart back, and you now we're cooking. Now, now we're, we're now we're getting it on. Uh, you are welcome to get involved on this show. The Air Comfort Service text line is six five seven eight zero six five seven eight zero. Jackson, I'm going to put you to the test right out of the gate because right. we only have an hour, and we get we got to get right to it. Yeah. If you were if you were to put together, let's say we were anchoring Sports Center this morning. And you would, but it's a St. Louis Sports Center, right? So we're not we're not going with whatever NBA game that you would go with. <laughs> yeah. What would be the lead right now? Uh, MLB work stoppage deadline today. Okay. All right. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to get a sense, and I have I've said this before. The Venn diagram of the TMA audience, the show that we're hosting from seven to ten, and then. The 101 ESPN audience, it's they're just they're, there's not a lot of overlap, right? And I'm just not sure, which is a big problem for baseball, that that many people are on the edge of their seats this morning and perhaps throughout this afternoon as to what will happen in Jupiter, Florida, which coincidentally the Cardinals' home stadium, shared with the Marlins, is the place where the players and owners have been meeting. In other words. I'm not sure if I wouldn't lead with the Blues, hmm. which which is a commentary on a wide variety of things in the St. Louis region right now. Number one, how much the Blues and the game of hockey just in general has increased in popularity over the last couple of decades. There's that. And then how much apathy has increased, I think, for baseball over the last however many years, that the season, at least starting on time, is hanging in the balance over the next, I would say, six, seven hours, I would guess. And 
I think more people would be interested in, in talking about what was a very good weekend for the Blues, a team that's red hot, and another great start for Jordan Bennington. Now, if you would have asked me five years ago, setting the exact same set of circumstances, what my opinion would be, I would agree with you, that mm-hmm. the lead would be baseball's work stoppage. Right. And the potential that they will miss regular season games, and we will find that out at some point today as to whether or not that happens. The expectation from those in Jupiter, those covering these conversations, albeit from outside the fence, um, is that they will not get something done and that they have both sides are super far apart, uh, that that would be the lead. But I just think that more people at this moment in this area. Now, I'm not saying that otherwise. I mean, if you're talking about other cities, other top 25 markets, I don't know if hockey has the lion's share of the attention that it does in St. Louis. But here at this moment, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying that because it's certainly subjective, but that's, and I think it's, I think it's, 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 it's a two way commentary. It's a commentary on how much the blues have gained market share here, how the game of hockey, the manner with which the players and the organizations conduct themselves, uh, have gained positive equity with fans. And then it's also a commentary on the declining interest in the game of baseball and also how people aren't necessarily even angry about it. Not to say that some aren't, but I think the overwhelming emotion is whatever, whatever. That's the thing that stands out to me on this final day of February 2022, which is a critical day in the history of baseball. Yes. Uh, hyperbolic as that might sound yeah i think people have been passively following it for the last couple weeks but i feel like today people will be refreshing their twitter feed more often than not to see if they do actually get a deal done and probably tonight will be when uh they'll have the the peak interest of people is if they're going to get the deal done and if they don't I think you're going to see a real drop-off of people following this. I think you will see the peak levels of consternation tonight if and when there is an announcement that at least a portion of the regular season uh, will be missed. And then at that point, you will see players who may have kept some of the things internalized up Mm. until that point vocalizing. Now, some have. Most uh, have not, and you may see that increase here over the next few hours, assuming, again, operating on the premise that they don't get something done. So I, I pose this question to our audience who like to text in, those of you who like to text in. And then we have mic drops, too. Yeah, this is a big. pair of them, yeah. Wow. Um, and you can leave a mic drop by opening up the 101 ESPN app and then go to Balloon Party and leave a mic drop. We'd love to hear from you. I don't know if we've ever played one. No, we have not. This I've talked a- about it almost yeah. daily. Right, but no, we have, too. Uh, mic drop presented by Rhino Shield. What would you consider yourself individually not not that you're producing a show or that you're hosting a show just what is your greater level of interest at this particular moment at 10:09 in the morning on february 28th 2022 if you are in the central time zone and you're not streaming in lower manhattan or in santa monica clarkson uh jewelers time check what are you more interested in and it doesn't have to just be the blues blackhawks and the mlb work stoppage maybe there's another topic uh, I saw Seth Wickersham, who was with us on the show a few weeks ago, of ESPN, great writer, 
University of Missouri Journalism School graduate. So he did knock those final eight hours out, unlike the host of the show. Uh, And he said it speaks volumes. I'm paraphrasing his tweet that it speaks volumes that the lead story this morning is a letter from a quarterback who might be a baseball player uh, who might not even be in the top third of quarterbacks about his uh, future with uh, his team, i.e. Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, while baseball season, at least its 162-game uh, season, is hanging in the balance. So this isn't just something that is limited to my observation in St. Louis regarding the Blues and how popular the Blues have gotten and how people emotionally invest and are comfortable emotionally investing in the Blues. It's a commentary also nationally on where things stand with the game of baseball and these work stoppage talks. All right, it is uh, 10-10, so let me go into this text line. Uh, more NBA, please. Uh, I feel like that was sent as a as bait. Well, here's the thing about that text, because everything is a poker analogy. Right. If you want to appeal to the least amount of people possible, you make everything a poker analogy, and that's, that's my mission. Um, the text was so brief that I can't pick up a read. Mm. So mm. I'm going to call. Yeah. And I've got pocket nines. It's got it's Solid got value. Hand. It's yeah. a dangerous hand to play, but For I'm in sure. position, so I'm just going to see what comes next and then I'll try to evaluate after the flop. Yeah. Uh Tim, I'm definitely more interested in the Blues right now, so much so that I'm taking a trip to New York to go see them play the Islanders at their arena. That's from the 314. This one from the 618, no more NBA in caps with exclamation points. Now that one gives me a better read as to the strength of the hand. Right. And more. We haven't talked any, so. (laughs) I just said the initials of the league when I read the previous text. So that one, I've got ace five of hearts. And I'm going to lay it down. Right. I just feel like I'm going to be chasing a flush, and it's right. just not It's just not worth it. You'll take down the pot before the river. Uh, let's see. More Quinn Snyder talk, please. <laughs> the Jazz. That's from the 573. Uh, guys, I'm way more interested in the Cardinals and MLB. All right. Uh, Tim, I'm interested in St. Gabriel's basketball. Thanks. That's from Funko. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they taking on this weekend? <laughs> Well, I don't know, but I know they'll win. Yeah, exactly. Guys, we need MLB to happen. I'm trying again to fly home and take my 87-year-old father to the home opener. I tried and failed in 2020. I do not want to be 0 for 2. That's from the 916. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I, I can think of one group of people who really cares, and that's the people who work at Bush Stadium and the people who own businesses or work at businesses in the surrounding areas yep. in downtown St. Louis and 100%. those 81 dates. Because if you're only... Well, it's not that you're only open for 81 dates, although I'm sure some are only open for 81 dates. Obviously, the ballpark is only open for 81 dates, but the business surrounding. I would imagine when you uh, build out your pro forma for 2022, uh, your your rate of uh, returns a hell of a lot higher on the dates where the Cardinals are at home versus the dates where they're out of town or it's February 28th, for example. So that matters, and that impacts people's lives, not just the people who would make a league minimum of $600,000. Let's see. Uh, I'm most interested in what the Ravens will do in the offseason. Okay, you know, some people are into the Baltimore Ravens and what they will do. Yeah, I think we're all Uh, interested in that. Take real calls, you nutless wonders. (laughs) Hashtag Mike Drock suck. That's from Josh Cronkey's beard. If I could give an award for a... Air Comfort Service text line name, it would be that text. Josh Crocky's beard. Ben Fredrickson bought that thing to my attention. We were texting about Ben Fredrickson of the Post-Dispatch. We were texting. I don't know what we were texting about. It was late at night, too. I don't usually just text columnists late at night. No. But on this occasion, special. I decided, you know what? 
I just texted him, you up? Beat writers, maybe. <laughs> Beat Definitely writers, not sure. a columnist. And then by the end of the, like a three-text exchange, he was talking about Josh Crocky's beard. And I go, what are you talking about? And then I looked, I go, wow, he really... Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. What he's got going on there. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, guys, I need more Patriots talk. That's from the 314. I'm more interested in seeing sports writers getting everything wrong on Twitter. That's from the 636. What's going on with that, Jackson? Inform me. I, I don't know. I don't think... I mean, I read a lot of sports writers. I don't see them get a lot of things wrong. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm off or something. Uh, this time of year, as a St. Louis resident, my interests are, number one, the MLB lockout, number two, blues hockey, number three, college basketball, SLU making the NCAA tournament, Missouri going to fire Conzo Martin, uh, number four, the United States uh, men's national team World Cup qualifying, number five, St. Louis City SC soccer signings, number six, NBA, number seven, Battlehawks. Thorough. <laughs> Thorough as it gets. And I appreciate it. Uh, Jackson, do you agree with those rankings? I think a lot of people... You're going to take a shot at St. Louis University making the NCAA tournament. That's where you're going to go. You're going to go Richmond Spiders. No, I mean, they have to win the A-10 tournament to get in. I don't think there's much debate about that. And Missouri has to win the SEC tournament. When they win the SEC tournament, then we can start talking bracketology. But uh, I think a lot of people would be in that camp. Nice win for the Illini yesterday, by the way. Right. Because I know that won't be mentioned in the Sports Center update. It might. Um, it won't. <laughs> but I think a lot of people would be Cardinals, Blues, and then anything else is that interests them. Other than that, I don't think a lot of people are locked into the NBA, most likely. Or you're willing to concede that? I, I'll Very concede bold it. Of you. I'll concede it. But I'm not happy about it. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's talk about the best time to plant tulips, guys. It's from the 314. Jackson, do you have any insight on the best time to plant tulips? I mean, I've often thought this show should shift to horniculture, but... I agree. Now, that's interesting because we've never discussed that, but I do agree that this should become a gardening yeah. it's show. It's been a silent protest on my part. Uh, Tim, I'm interested in whatever I can bet on. Thanks. That's from the 618. I had about 54 rosters going this weekend at the Honda Classic, and I had a lot of Shane Lowry. And so when he ran into the great Sepp Straka... Yeah. A.K.A. the bastard Sepp Straka, That's who went right. on a heater. Yeah. It impacted my uh, my income this weekend at the uh, the Honda Classic. Uh, let's see. Um, what was this one? Uh, how about talking about how Daniel Berger choked this weekend? It's from the six one eight. Wow, a lot of Honda Classic takes. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't have expected it. No, but yet we got it. Well, so we don't really have a clear answer. Yeah. I thought I I, th- I honestly thought. That the answer would be the Blues. And we certainly got some Blues. Yeah. But we got nearly as many Honda Classics. Ravens offseason. And Ravens offseasons. When should I plant my tulips? <sighs> we can't establish a clear lead. My personal interest is the baseball situation. My personal interest. But that isn't a reflection of being not interested in the Blues. It's just going, okay, the Blues have 30 games left. They beat a really crappy team yesterday and another crappy team on Friday. Jordan Bennington, I think, is the thing that yeah. that, that that creates my intrigue and, and enthusiasm, if anything, because that has certainly flipped here over the last six days with the start in Philadelphia and the start yesterday in Chicago. And the Blues could have won that game, I think, 10 nothing if it weren't for Marc-Andre Fleury. They had so many great chances. Tip of the cap to him for his saves. Uh, but yes, if you were laying four and a half, bad beat for you. I don't know where you can get that alternate line. But uh, yeah, that would have been a, a, the only disappointment that comes away from that. Sunquist not playing, but 
you know, I mean, I think they're playing the Blackhawks. Let's take things easy. Joshua gets in there. But Bennington's play is the thing that gets you going. No doubt. That's a micro issue. I'm a macro guy. And the macro issue here is the game of baseball is is in disarray as it is. And within the next few hours, it might become the lead, but not because of anything good, because of some substantial bad news. We will follow it closely. I have any updates for you as we go. And uh, we will keep you posted here on Balloon Party that leads into BK and Ferrario at 11 o'clock. We have one hour. We will make the best of it, Jackson. We will make the best of this hour. You're welcome to text in 65780-65780 is how you can text into the show. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson with you on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Jackson, we got breaking news regarding one of the biggest names in sport. Ooh, do tell. I I don't think you know what I'm talking about. So this is. All right. One of the biggest names in. I'll narrow it down to the four major. North American sports leagues since the year 1995. Both in his playing career and then more recently off huh. the ice field court. Shrubbery. Man. Guess I'll have to, I'm going to narrow it down from the four. Okay. Football. No, you're already wrong. Hockey? No. Well, you're down to two guesses. Basketball. Perfect. And the man is 0 for 3. Okay, so it's a baseball. Nice. Player. All right. We're really, this is really impressive. So 95. Major story. Can I get a team that he played on? It would give it away. I'll give you a position. Okay. Shortstop. Derek Jeter. Yes. 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 Woo! Derek Jeter has just stepped down. Really? And also uh, is no longer going to be a shareholder of the Miami Marlins. Bruce Sherman, chairman and principal owner of the Miami Marlins, issued the following statement. The Miami Marlins and Derek Jeter announced today that they have agreed to officially end their relationship. The Marlins thank Derek for his many contributions and wish him luck in his future endeavors. We have a deep bench of talent that will oversee both business and baseball decisions while we work to identify a new CEO to lead our franchise. The ownership group is committed to keep investing in the future of the franchise, and we are determined to build a team that will return to the postseason and excite Marlins fans and the local community. Well, they've never really excited Marlins fans, minus 97 <laughs> in 2003. No, uh, even, of course, even. if I lived in South Florida, I wouldn't really be paying attention, nor I'd go into that building. That makes the Edward Jones Dome look like Arrowhead. Um, but with that said, I got to tell you, that surprises me. Uh, yeah, that is wild. Yeah, out of nowhere. Breaking huh. Derek Jeter, stepping down. That was like his whole thing. And I I know it was in vogue to kind of like, I don't know what the word is. I want to use a profanity, so I can't do that. Let's see. To mock mm-hmm. Derek Jeter. Uh, when he first took over the Marlins, he didn't have enough cash, as if any of us do, <laughs> um, to get the deal done himself. And then it got a little awkward when he parted ways with Andre Dawson, Jeff Conine, uh, maybe Jack McKeon, who was the manager when they won in 03 over the Yankees. And they were kind of nickel and dime moves. But 
I wanted to see him succeed because sometimes when, when, when something is a dumpster fire, and that's what the Marlins have been, it requires making moves that aren't popular, but it sends a message to the people who are there that you're not going to put up with the way yeah. things have been. Yeah. So things need to change. Now, if you're taking over Alabama football, you wouldn't blow it up. No. But if you're taking over the Miami Marlins, it requires that. And so I respected Jeter in the sense that he obviously didn't need to do any of this. Uh, he can do whatever he wants, so can his kids and their kids, and just kind of hang out for however long he would like. But he wanted to take on a challenge, and he wanted to be a baseball uh, team owner. He was taking on an unpopular baseball team. I don't know if anything can change that uh, there, because it's just not. It's just not. It's just not part of life in in South Florida. But sitting and being a spectator is not the way you live. If you live in South Florida, you are outside doing things, and you're certainly not going to that ballpark. Sweet no. mother of mercy. No. And so he took that on, and they did. They started to build a bit of a foundation with some young players. Yeah. Cardinals helped with that cause uh, with the Ozuna deal, and and now he's out. So. Uh, I'd like to know the backstory on it. Perhaps we will get it. Perhaps we never will. Kind of like the Mike Schilt mystery. Right. But uh, Derek Jeter is out. Yeah, so much of it felt like a long road that you'd think he'd want to stick around to see, you know, the fruits of his labor expand. You know, it's, it just seems weird that he would drop out now. There's probably something that we aren't being told that is an well, important element. Of course, element. There is. Of yeah. Course, yeah, of course there is. That, that's that's and that's the nature of almost any story, right. even when it's not even an exciting one. Yeah. Um, but you know, usually if there's professionalism involved, people shake hands and and walk out. Or if there's an NDA, then there's legal involved. Uh, and then we got another piece of news here. I don't think it's at the level of Derek Jeter. Not, that's a groundbreaking statement. All right, we are going beyond the four major professional leagues, but certainly a popular sport and a popular player in the popular sport, but uh, maybe with 5 to 10% of the name recognition of Derek Jeter. Golfer? Yes. My guess has to be Phil Mickelson. No. No, he has more than 5% right name recognition of Jeter. Daniel Berger? No. Uh, Not necessarily really well-liked. I'm hesitate oh, to make Reed. fun of him. Nope, that's a, that, that, that I would just say not liked. Bryson, that's correct. I hesitate to mock because I just think there's a little something off. <laughs> right, I hear you. But I don't feel like people necessarily talk about that part of it. Um, Bryson has just withdrawn from defending his Arnold Palmer Invitational oh. this weekend. He's still hurt, right? He's still hurt, or he just doesn't want to deal with the Saudi <laughs> questions. God, that's, yeah. that, that, I think, might be Strategic. where I would place my action. I don't know if FanDuel has made that bet available, but if they have, <laughs> I'll be allocating part of the bankroll to it. So Bryson just WD'd. He saw Jeter, and he goes, perfect time to announce it. <laughs> right, he's sneaking I'll under fly it. under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like he's kind of like, I, I, he posted a video, bad idea, where he's kind of like talking to himself about it oh, so and weird. just shaking his head. This guy is something else. So Bryson will not be defending uh, this week at the Arnold Palmer. Uh, Tim, I'm speculating, but I think Jeter realized the owners are giant asshats. Thanks. (laughs) That's from the 636. I don't know if Jeter's uh, resignation or whatever you want to call it has anything to do with the work stoppage. Yeah, I'd be surprised if it had anything to do with that. But the timing is... Convenient. Yeah, convenient implies... I'm suspicious. Right. That's it's fair. just a it's it's quite a time considering it's this is a this is a landmark day yeah. 
in baseball history. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, it is a landmark day in baseball history, but I would bet a lot of you listening, and you included here, Jackson, probably it doesn't necessarily feel that. Does it feel that way to you? N- not really, because like the only pictures I see are like of the guys like huddled around in the parking lot talking, and it just doesn't feel like... If it was like at a courthouse, I would feel like it's more monumental, but for whatever reason, it just seems like a bunch of rich guys bickering. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't, and, and, and again, I just keep going back to this, and this is the bigger issue. I just don't know how many people, again, I'm sure some of you are listening, and it drives you up the wall when I say a lot of people don't care because you do care individually, and I, I understand that. What I am saying is a lot of people don't. That doesn't mean everyone. A lot of people don't. I read uh, Peter King's, what used to be called Monday Morning Quarterback. I don't know what it's, what it, it's FMIA. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what that is. Football morning in America is my guess. Yeah, some definitely morning in America. Something. And uh, this was a little fun fact for no one tell. I didn't know this. This Tate Matheny retired last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I play golf with him every once in a while. Played right. with him a couple times. Missouri State bomber. Uh, and he was in the Red Sox organization. Right. Matheny's son. Uh, yeah, he was a Red Sox farmhand and. Uh, his name probably doesn't mean a lot to you, but he means something to me. A few years ago, the Monday morning quarterback's training camp tour finished its day in Spartansburg, South Carolina, home of the Panthers. And on the way to seeing the Falcons the next day, we stopped to see the minor league Greenville Drive, a few miles from Panthers camp. Lovely little Fenway replica stadium in a nice southern town. We'd arranged that I'd throw out the first pitch of the game that night, and I did. Matheny, a Red Sox hopeful, went behind the dish, and I threw. Football. A bit of a wobbly spiral, but it got to Matheny for the catch. He was a good sport about it, so I'll always remember Tate Matheny. And then I scroll down to the part that I really intended to include. <laughs> Although it's a nice little fun fact from Peter King of an anecdote with Tate Matheny, who once again, I will tell you, is a bomber. Uh, does baseball have any idea that other sports are speeding by it? And that every few years, when they argue over whatever they're arguing about, and I couldn't care less, a great sport turns off more and more people. I mean, look at the sports landscape. In two generations, baseball has plummeted compared to football. Per Baseball Almanac, here are the TV ratings over the years and average viewers per game. And he doesn't specify what game. I would imagine this is World Series games, because it can't be regular season game. 1991, 35.7 million. 2001, 24.5 million. 2011, 16.5 million. 2021, and including streaming, 12.3 million. Corresponding Super Bowl numbers and average viewers in Super Bowls in the 91, 2001, 2011, and 2021 seasons. 79.6 million versus baseball's 35.7 million in 1991. And then an increase in 2001, 86.8 million, compared to baseball's decline of 11 million to 24.5 million. In 2011, 111.4 million in comparison to baseball's 8 million decline in the 2011 season. Cardinals, Rangers World Series, no less. And 110.4 million, including streaming in 2021, while baseball dropped off another 25% to 12.3 million. It pains me to write those numbers. The World Series audience is down 66% from 1991 to 2021. The Super Bowl number is up 39% from 1991 to 2021. I love baseball, 
Ten very enjoyable days every year are spent at ballparks. But the sport leads all sports in our universe, both sides, in shooting itself in the foot. And he finishes off this baseball section in the Football Morning in America column. Column line of the week, Phil Mushnick of the New York Post on the current labor strife. Keep it up and you'll be fighting over a carcass. Mm. It's Phil Mushnick on the baseball labor stoppage. Uh, we're not done on the topic. Uh, Ken Rosenthal with uh, some information on a change to the playoff format. This is something else. <laughs> uh, we'll have that for you on the other side of the commercial break. You are listening to Balloon Party, also known as Tim and Boy on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. Gentleman standing across from me in his B-fib hooded sweatshirt. Powder blue, might I add. Yeah. Is Action Jackson, who spent all Saturday at Mardi Gras. That's right. That's right. On a 1 to 10, 1 being awful, 10 being glorious, how would you rank it? A 7. A 7. Solid 7. Okay. It was a little cold. I got like a sunburn on my nose here. It was sunny but cold. Sunny but cold, and the wind was kind of whipping around at some points. But you know, you get a little bit of booze in you, and it warms you up. Everything was fine. Yeah, but I mean, I, I I've got you, and I'm going to release this on my Twitter this afternoon. The most eligible bachelors in St. Louis. Yep. And I've got you number one. Woo! Twenty-three-year-old strapping boy. <laughs> yeah. Just starting. I mean, you're in the top of the first with your male pattern baldness. Yeah. Maybe yeah. bottom of the first. Couple runners on base. Yeah. And tall drink of water. Sure. You got that Ledoux pedigree. Yep. So even though there might not be money, doesn't matter. They think there is. Bingo. And you're walking around Soulard, and they're like, is that the guy from 101 ESPN who botches the Sports Center updates That's and tries right. to force feed the NBA? Yep. yep. Is that the guy who they let on HD2 radio? Yep. Yeah, it's a real FM attitude they have nowadays. <laughs> And that I think might the, be a T-shirt. And I think the, a real FM attitude. And I think the people could notice it. Is that right? They're like, man, that guy walks a certain way. He must be on FM. Did anybody recognize you? Yeah, a couple guys. Really? A couple guys, I noticed oh, you guys. said. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys. didn't say a couple people, a couple guys. Well, I think it's an important distinction to mention. Right. Yeah. A couple guys. But they said hello. I was happy to see them. All right. Good. They, they, they want to talk about, you know, Kyrie? Yeah. They want to th- see if Ben Simmons will make an impact. <laughs> Did you wind up what you said on Friday on the show that you were going to watch James Harden's debut with the Sixers and watch Blues and Sabres? What really wound up happening? I watched a lot more of that yeah. Sixers game. Yeah, than absolutely, I anticipated. Yeah, I mean that was a lock. Yeah. How, how much? Okay. How much Blues and Blackhawks did you watch yesterday? Be honest with me. None. Oh God! Wow. That was like a jab that stunned me. Well, I didn't expect that. What I like that the NHL does, what I love that the NHL does, is they release extended highlights, like 10-minute highlights. And so it really gives you a good peek into the game. So I watch those. Okay. If I can't watch the game live, I watch that. Stay in tune. Binnington look great. Binner, Binner. Chicken dinner. Great to see. Perron. Two goals Same for DP. Place he was concussed. Yeah. Um, so what did, you, what did you do from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock? Uh, my niece's birthday party yesterday. Okay, I'm going to accept that. Yeah. I'm going to accept that party yesterday, and that was great. So didn't spend much time watching much sports. All right, all right, everything's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll see if they feel that way in the text oh, line, yeah, but exactly. at least I've established it and <laughs> properly tried to set it up so the audience dislikes you, and by default, 
doesn't necessarily like me, but just focuses on you. Right. If you're if you're That's all the attentions the on one person, exactly. They can't and I just fly you. under the radar. Exactly. Here's what we got from Ken Rosenthal yesterday. Oh, we're talking about ghost wins. Yes, we are. What are ghost wins? Let me explain. On baseball's big day, on the subject of expanded playoffs. The union has raised concern that the league's proposed 14-team format does not provide enough incentive for two division winners that do not with do not finish with the best overall record in the league and receive a buy into the division series. Sources tell the Athletic. Now, I felt like that was a tough tweet for me to read, mm-hmm. and then therefore it might be a tough tweet to understand because I probably didn't do it a really good service on on its on its content. So here is what that means. The owners want to see a 14 team postseason. Sure. Which makes me ill. But I the DH thing I'm not on board with either. I, I'm just I'm waving goodbye to my childhood. Um and so that's fine. That's 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 all part I guess that's part of uh growing up. Yeah. So what they're going to do is a 14-team playoffs. What the owners want to see, the players with the 12-team. But what the owners uh, would do is, if you have the best record in the league, you get a buy into. Let's say you're the Dodgers and you have the best record, just for the sake of the discussion. I'm using the Dodgers, and so you automatically go to the NLDS, and then the Cardinals win the National League Central. The Cardinals would play a best of three series. But the only difference would be the games would be at home, mm-hmm. and the Cardinals get to pick who they're going to play. And the point of the Players Association is that's not much of a reward for winning your division mm-hmm. because all you're doing is getting a home game versus the skipping of the bye. Right. So here is what they are proposing a ghost win. Mm. And a ghost win means the following. Let's say the Cardinals are in that same situation. They pick the Marlins, mm-hmm. uh, a playoff-eligible team. You can't just pick anybody. <laughs> right. You know, that'd be nice. <laughs> Pull the Orioles out. I'd like to pick, you know, Centene's, you know, company softball team. <laughs> now, you have to pick one of the major league teams, or at least the Pirates by definition are, who have qualified for the postseason. And then you play a best of three series. All right. But what the players would like is the team that wins the division to get a ghost win. I'm not making this up. And the ghost win means the, let's say the Cardinals have chosen the pirates and that the pirates qualified for the playoffs. I know we're now really having to suspend (laughs) disbelief. Right. But, uh, the pirates would have to win all three games in St. Louis, whereas the Cardinals would just have to win two. Right. Do you follow that? Uh huh. Because the Cardinals have the ghost win. Right. And then if they do that, they advance to the NLDS. And then if they do that, then they advance to the NLCS, and it plays out like yeah. it has in the all past. Right. All right. Yeah. What do you think of it? I like that they're efforting something. I don't think a ghost win. So you're all you're adding and picking a team, which changes things up big time, and then you're adding a ghost win. I think having home field advantage for a round of the playoffs is a big advantage. Like I think that's a pretty large advantage and a incentive to win your division. I don't know if you necessarily need a ghost win on top of that to 
kind of cement that you you have the advantage. Yeah, Ghost wins certainly. That's a that's a big deal though. Yeah. If you only have to win two games versus right. your opposition winning three. And if you get to pick your that's opponent, like, that's essentially a best of five. Is it a best? Yeah, it's a best of five, and you're already up one zero. Yeah, exactly. And the games are at home. Right. So it is a material. I'm actually surprised the players came up with that. Yeah, that that's what surprised me the most because I mean, picking your opponent and getting home field advantage is a really nice incentive to win your division. I think. So uh, th- uh, the union proposed the ghost win in the 12-team format and then floated the same idea in the 14-team plan. This is according to Ken Rosenthal, The Athletic. So in a best two of three wild card round, the other two division winners would start with one game advantage while playing the entire series at home. My overall thing on the whole thing is I hate the fact that nearly half the teams in a 162-game season will get to the playoffs. Yep. You are sacrificing a couple of nights... No, you're sacrificing the regular season's importance for a couple of nights of elimination games in October. Yep. And the elimination game, since there now will be like an average of four or so per October, and there will be some where there will be more, when there will be more, uh, loses its luster. Yep, big time. You know, when the Cardinals and the Rangers played a game seven in 2011, if I am not mistaken— and I'm doing this strictly from memory. It was the first Game 7 in a World Series since 2002. Mm, and it was the culmination of what was a hell of a World Series. That World Series had drama in every single game minus Game 3, and that was the game Albert Pujols hit three home runs. Right. So even though you didn't have drama, you had history. Uh, the least exciting game was probably Game 7, actually. Yeah. Uh, and it still was a good game, but it, but just it shows how good the other games were. Point being, um, you can't manufacture drama. You no. can't manufacture drama. You can, I mean, they're just, they're not, they're not tending to the on the field issues. You can talk about a pitch clock all day long. That was something they were talking about this weekend. But I just keep going back to the same thing over and over again. For example, when you're watching the Blues and Rangers coming up this week, or when you were watching the Blues and Blackhawks, I'm talking to everybody but Jackson yesterday. Right, 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 right. right. Where you sitting there going, eh, this is too long. I don't like it. No, because the content is exciting. When you're watching a college football game, minus when Missouri takes on Louisiana Tech in August, you don't go, eh, this is too long. No, you're you're engrossed in, in by the product. Right. So you can you can put a pitch clock on. And knock the game down from three minutes and five seconds, or three hours and five minutes to three hours. It's not going to change the core issue. The core issue is the actual game itself. So I wouldn't even say we're putting band aids on things. We're just putting things on things that aren't going to fix it. Right. But we're now talking about the on the field product when the core issue is the following: the whole thing is 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 hanging in the balance as we speak in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, we will see if there even will be baseball on March. 31st. Uh, Rob Manfred has issued a statement mm. within the last few moments, except the statement is on Derek Jeter leaving the Marlins. Uh, I was going to settle in. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Is this like a skit? Yeah, it doesn't hey, seem very locked in. a skit in Jupiter? All right. Uh, speaking of sketches and bits, we have some what your grandma think coming. It's already 10.50. Yeah, I know. 
fastest hour I'm like, yeah, probably have five more minutes in this segment. And then I just looked at the clock just for the hell of it. And I go, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. Uh, what, 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 what deep tease, so what would your grandma think? We have 14 years. I assume this is somebody from France again. No. We've played more people from France on so what your grandma no, think no. than people from the U.S. of A. Jack, this is America, Jack. Cleo McDowell, coming to America, 1988. We have a 14-year anniversary of a great post-game rant. Uh, by a former Michigan women's basketball coach. So we are going to Michigan women's basketball from from 2008. Yep. On this are day we, in are history. We gonna, are we going to be in the 20th century by the end of the week? I mean, I feel like you're starting to... Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we're hopefully going to make that turn. I can't guarantee anything, though. I think when Chris Kerber produced this segment, he was visualizing more current and more American and no disrespect... To the Michigan women's college program but you know but now I feel like we've we've had a lot of French people over the last week or so and then it's it's Rafael Nadal what was that from the 2009 yeah, French well, Open I, it's clear that we need to hire some plants to ask some really bad questions in some of these <laughs> so if you're looking to be a plant hit us up so what'd your grandma think from 2008 with the Michigan women's basketball team is coming up next here on Balloon Party. DBA Tim and Boy on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions. Not not a good question. Like, Coach, uh, how cool was it that it was a Wisconsin player that uh, sank the winning shot? Well, they're all Wisconsin players. Or... I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers. Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. And when that happens, players will fire back. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Stop asking me stupid questions. Now it's time for... So what's your grandma think? I just need to read this text. Blake Wheeler of the Jets just had a great press conference interaction. Why are we going back 14 years? Oh, that's right. Jackson doesn't know hockey. Yeah, I just, can I give away a prize for that? It's a wonderful. It was a good text. I I did just see that. We'll have that tomorrow. That'll be our that'll be our what your grandma think tomorrow. Deep tease for tomorrow. Oh, I thought somebody over in Paris would have another outburst that we could play tomorrow. Well, if that happens from two thousand six. If that happens, then we'll obviously go to that because we have to. Kerber's going to have to start pulling the audio too. <laughs> Don't worry, Curves. I'll get better. All right, here's something from Michigan's women's basketball. You know, in two thousand eight. We, we don't block out very damn well, and we're not getting called one or the other. That's where I'm frustrated. That's where my whole frustration comes in, offensive rebounds. The entire thing came down to offensive rebound. They got every stupid offensive rebound, and we didn't get one of them. What else do you want to know? Was it, is it just me? Am I the only one? It came down to offensive rebounds. The whole game was offensive rebounds. Krista Clement mocks out, gets called for blocking out. Krista Phillips goes up for our only offensive rebound in the second half, gets it over the back call. Meanwhile, they're getting rebounds like they're going out of style. I'll bet any money I go back to that videotape and watch, and there's a lot of shoving going on. Sorry. I apologize, but I'm very frustrated. Wow, quick adjustment. <laughs> I just like, what else do you want to know? Can you imagine asking a question after that? Yeah, so, Coach. Uh... <laughs> Did you think that you, you got to get better at boxing out? Uh, there it was. Uh, you wanted to hear it? We got it for you. The 2008 Michigan women's basketball coach, yep. whose name is... Ken Borseth. Look at that. Kevin Borseth. 
That Kevin, sometimes Kevin. goes by Ken. Right. It's All right, a, BK it's and Ferrari are coming up next. This has been an award-winning edition of Balloon Party, also known as Tim and Boy on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.